Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my rejuvenated co-host, Mozzie. Yeah, feeling <laughs> great. How are you doing, man? I am good. Um, last night's game was a little <laughs> underwhelming, but, you know, I don't know how much of that was, you know, potential, you know, hurdies, you know, some bad repping, <laughs> some bad potentially coaching. We can get into that as we recap it. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend, though. This weekend's games, like, there's a lot of close calls. Yeah, we got some some real good games coming up. A lot of them are really hard to pick, so we're going to mm-hmm. be make, doing our best there to pick the uh, games coming up for Week 11, but they're tough. Um, and we start starting off with an L after picking Arizona here yeah, on Thursday. They, <laughs> that was rough. Uh, <sighs> like, they had a chance at the end, too, to, like, come back and tie it. Oh, thing. definitely. Their offensive line, that was one of the worst offensive line displays <laughs> I've seen all year. And, like, like – it's being bad's one thing, but being just like fucking stupid's another thing. Like they had so many penalties. I know there was like one that was like a phantom penalty, but they they had like a bunch of penalties on the O line. It's like false starting everywhere, holding everywhere, and then like missing assignments and shit. Like they just looked bad and unprepared. So yeah, there was. I mean, some of the the officiating was pretty bad, but the play calling on, times, on that yeah. last drive right now, the, the officiating was bad for both teams. Yeah, so, <laughs> it was kind of a neutral bad, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the play calling on the last drive there from Cliff Kingsbury was a bit of a head scratcher. Yeah, like say. they, so you're, you're they're on like the 40 ish yard line, whatever, like for like 50 seconds left, two timeouts. Like, okay, like pretty good shot here. They That's saw, a like, lot of time. Yeah. And then they just proceed to take like three or four Enzo shots. I'm just like, to like the same spot almost, right? Like two of them worked to almost the same spot, I think. Right, I mean, you're hit. You're trying to hit Andy Isabella. They didn't hit. They didn't even go for D Hop once yeah. on the on the Hail Mary. I'm like, you do. You just won that way last week. It doesn't yeah. matter. You put you know more bad corners on D Hop. He's still gonna catch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least like at least take the first one to him. That way they have to like fear it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. But and then they had so much time they could have gotten closer. I'll say maybe maybe Cliff really liked their scoring potential and efficiency from the forty as opposed to the red zone. I'm like, not even joking. He might've been big braining it like that. Yeah. Like um, I get like, if it's there, take the shot, but like it wasn't there. <laughs> it's the problem. Yeah. So. It, it makes you wonder about Cliff Kingsbury a little bit just yeah, because I mean, he is pretty new. Yeah. I mean, he's a coach in college. But, like, I wonder like if he's going to end up in the like Josh McDaniels scenario of like just a really cushy OC job. Cause I think he's a really good OC, but I just don't know about the like head coach part yet. Because he makes a lot of questionable decisions as a head coach, I think. He's pretty young, man. Like, Sean McVay was a – and I think Mike Tomlin are mm-hmm. were both sort of anomalies in terms of being young and really good at coach – like, a head coaching position. Yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know. They're giving him time, though, for sure. They're giving Although, him time. Although, I do think the game has passed up Vance Joseph. I'm just going to say that. I mean, I that's really, not – yeah. <laughs> they, were, they were, like, dialing up blitzes on that last drive against the Seahawks when they were, like – clearly clearly running like right i i don't know i i just feel like calling the blitz like he was a good D, like dc for a while but like I, I just think today's game has passed him up and he needs to like readjust his philosophies a bit it's always changing man you got to keep up with it yeah i, like I was it. gonna uh put a little note that uh the seahawks might be the only team in the league who are in an advantage on a short week of practice <laughs> I feel like when it comes to shortened weeks of practice, you have a lot less uh, coaching and scheming. <laughs> and there are a lot more of just like go out there and do your thing. Yeah. Go Russ. As a like. team. 
Yeah, Russ Cook and defense, you know, just uh, play with your heart. Yeah. Follow your heart. Listen <laughs> to your heart. Um, but, and then DK could have had an enormous game. Oh, it was like, so frustrating. It was, was like a call. phantom holding call. There were like a couple elbow shots that were like really close. There was that like could have been touchdown where like he didn't get the hands up quick enough. Like, oh man. If only he was like the crimson chin and had a hand in his, his <laughs> chin, he could have caught that end zone touchdown. That hit him right in like the face guard. Yeah, he was he was torching Pat Pete like consistently. Oh yeah. So, like, Pat Pete was drawing was basically the Xavier Howard of a week <laughs> ago. He was just oh pi after pi after holding, like trying yeah. to keep up with him. Yeah, it's. Yeah, DK could have had, like, potential huge week here. And we saw Lockett ball out last time. He saw the solid game this time, too. But, like, it is it is often there for DK as well. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, we like DK. He's mm-hmm. uh, he still had a good week. He still scored. He could have just had a 30-point game, which I think was a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to bring up Jamal Adams because... I've been seeing a ton of stuff about him lately and just that he sucks. He, wasn't he played so it. well. Like he, I know, man. I saw so many people like, where was he on that touchdown? I'm like, he was in his zone. He played phenomenally, like fucking so well last night. He was, so Seattle was doing zone for pretty much the whole game, which actually I think is a pretty good game plan um, mm-hmm. as a whole against Kyler because he's not super surgical. As a yeah, like running man against Kyler is like a death knell sometimes. Exactly, right. So I, th- I think the zone call was smart. It, Jamal Adams' zone, I was watching the condensed version last night, was pretty much the same spot the whole game. It was right off the line of scrimmage, about five yards back, and then either to the left or to the right side. Yeah, and he was like he, he was like a pseudo-spy, I guess. Like exactly. He, he would blitz sometimes. But for the most part, he just kind of hung around there and made sure Kyler didn't need to break out of the pocket, and he contained him. Yeah. And because we've seen Murray hit that sort of interior seam, like mm-hmm. right up to the side there of the uh, the tackle, and just kind of take it up and then to the outside, he was standing right there to make sure that never happened. And he did a really good job. He contained Murray. Uh, yeah, Murray didn't I, get to scurry. I know there were no scurries. No scurries. So he couldn't really zoom me much. Um, you no know, zoomies I, for Kyler. Yeah, I think that teams are going to – obviously, so, like, Lamar and Kyler are definitely different players, but there's a lot – like, they beat you by, like, breaking contain and sprinting upfield. Like, that's like those are the big gashes they do. Like, that's right. the, the like, and they're diff- they have different strengths and weaknesses as throwers, but, like, the most dangerous part of their game is their running. And the teams have seen, okay, like, one of the ways to get Lamar is, like, blitz him up the middle. I think teams are going to try to do that on Kyler. Um, I think mm-hmm. – Arizona's like a little better off there because they provide more outlets for him. Um, yeah. Like sometimes D hops the like outlet. Sometimes like Edmonds is there. Um, so they, they present more ways to come up with an outlet. And honestly, maybe Greg Roman should look at Arizona and how they're doing that. But yeah, um, because like, like fucking D hop is D hop is like one of my favorite receivers right now. I have mm-hmm. to say, and I loved watching him at the end of the game there. He's not like, doing crazy stuff but he just kind of gets like sneaky little catches where like oh shit he's behind me and it's just you know like an eight yard out but he yeah. got it out of bounds secured the catch and got the first down yeah there was like, one point he had like four for 28 i was just kind of funny just because like he was the like quick <laughs> get it there pass right he can do everything man and gotta love d hop um the other thing i wanted to say about adams is that a lot of times he blitzes 
from his sort of boxed, you know, safety position. He'll he'll blitz the the quarterback if he sees an opening. And he didn't do that a whole lot last night because most of the time when he left his zone, Murray immediately attacked it. Yeah. Like when he left the zone, that was when he got the short pass out and there was nobody over there. So like Jamal Adams actually hung back and just kind of stayed right at the line. He didn't drop back into coverage because that's not his strong suit. And all of those talented players on uh, Arizona are like way more shifty and versatile than honestly Mm -hmm. Jamal Adams is for coverage play. So I thought Jamal Adams was playing to his strengths and playing really well. And to be honest, the only real difference between this game and the previous game that they had was Jamal Adams being there. Yeah. And we saw the difference that made on the field. I don't know. I can't believe people are saying he's <laughs> he wasn't playing well, man. He was really good. Yeah, for there them. are a couple of times where he made a big difference. And then um, I guess we'll put, like before we move on. Um, Kyler at various points had like like they were like obviously looking at his shoulder, like putting heat on and stuff. So there mm-hmm. it is possible. And it, it would make a lot of sense if his shoulder was kind of got kind of got begged up at some point during this game because there was one play I think you mentioned he got like kind of crunched a bit and yeah. his accuracy kind of deteriorated some after that throughout the game so that could be a large part of it and I found out I like I found it hilarious that at the end of the game Carlos Dunlap had the ceiling set oh my god I know <laughs> which is so fun but <sighs> sorry Bengals fans um but moving on to our uh, Sunday previews. Uh, oh, yeah. First game is Philly at Cleveland, and I see we have a, a discrepancy here. I'm on Cleveland, you're on Philly. Yep. It's just one of those things, man. It's just one of those feelings that uh, is, is no Miles Garrett part of that. That's a big part of it. Um, that is a pretty big part of it because I think that Philly's offensive line is healthy and it's not as good as it used to be, but. Miles Garrett not being there takes a serious edge off the pass rush. And yeah. Getting to Carson Wentz. For sure. He's um, basically like defensive player of the year candidate right now. Yeah, he definitely is. So him not being there is really big. I just, I mean, I had Philly picking out right beforehand anyway, because this is just uh, one of those games that Cleveland loses. Um, like they probably should win. They're playing an inferior team. Um, I just, I think my take on Cleveland at, like as a whole in sort of a narrative sense is that they're better, but they're still not one of those teams that wins all the games they need to. Um, they're just not there yet. And Philly also is in a position where they really need to win a game because they are barely ahead in terms of leading the division. Uh, last week, they got all their people back and they looked really rusty out there. So I'm hoping maybe... <laughs> I'm giving him one more week here to prove to me that they can put some, I don't know, some consistency together. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland really needs to win, too. There are a bunch of six and there's one, two, three, four, five, six teams that are six and three in the AFC right now. Yup. So Cleveland, like, needs this one really badly, too. I'm on Cleveland because, like, I just legitimately think they're the better team. Um, like, I, I think the whole O-line is going to be healthy again this game. I'm not sure. I'll double check that. But, um, I mean, I know Miles Garrett definitely hurts, but um, let's see. Yeah, Wyatt Teller has been limited throughout the week, but I think he'll be fine. We'll see. I mean, he came back last week and played. That was kind of one of the big boosts uh, for them. And the run game got going. Uh, Philly's run D hasn't been the staple strong point this year as it has been in years past. It's um, still okay, but it's not great. Yeah, and I think Cleveland's run blocking is really good. <laughs> like, 
they're, yeah, chance. their run blocking is pretty good. I think like, they do uh, what's what overpower is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, like they're gonna definitely try that. And then we've seen Philly kind of be rough against tight ends. And Cleveland has some pretty solid tight ends, so you can see them kind of make hay here. The then, um, yeah, there's, okay. a, there's my biggest thing is there's a lot of injuries. There's a lot of injuries for Cleveland. Like if they had Odell and Miles Garrett, and quite frankly, their starting right tackle Jack Conklin, I would be definitely picking the Browns, but. Jack Conklin, the right tackle, is out. It'll be Kendall Lamb in there, who gets Brandon Graham, I believe, who is probably one of the better pass rushers for Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a, just a couple mismatches here. Like, not having Odell puts a lot less pressure on Philly's secondary because then they only have to cover Landry and Higgins, basically. Yeah, because, like, um, look at their, like, corner play. Because, like, Darius Slay, like, he won't be on Landry, though, like, I assume so. I mean, maybe he will. Like, I don't... I'm not sure, yeah. Because Landry plays so much in the slot. Yeah. But, I mean, like, hasn't... Didn't Slay used to play in the slot a lot? Um... I thought he did. He might have when he was with Detroit. Yeah, I thought he did. But, um... Because right now, like, Craven LeBlanc has been their slot guy, and he's not really been that good. Like... Right. Putting Darius Slay on Landry, like, makes sense as far as, like, he's the best corner. But, like, I don't know who, like... Because they've got Jarvis and Higgins, but like after that, they've been like rotating their third receivers from like Hodge and um the what their one rookie is like Gandy Golden or something. I don't know, but um not sure if it's him or someone else. So, well, like, Gandy Golden's with Washington. Oh, Peoples Jones. Peoples Jones. Yeah, That's it. I think hyphen, it's, one of the, yeah. it's one of those double names. Yeah, one like, of those hyphenated names. Yeah, Donovan Peoples Jones. Yeah, so they've been rotating him and Hodge in that uh, third receiver. So, so I'm not sure how they're going to align the coverage. Um, the one one thing for Philly though that I do think gives them a good advantage is uh, Cleveland's tight end and slot D has been terrible. So that, yep. like, that lines up for a great game for Goddard. Um, that was my sort of, yeah, and Zach yeah. Ertz. Yeah, that was yeah. definitely one of my coming takes here was they really suck over the middle of the field and uh, Philly runs a lot of tight end stuff. Yeah, well, Zach, Zach Ertz is going to be out. So it's like, so with no Zach Ertz, Goddard should have a pretty good game. And like, I'm, I'm not going to roll out some Rachel Rogers too because he did well last week as well. So. Oh yeah, it could be both of them. Yeah, so they're they're in good spots. Like, so the Cleveland secondary, like they've been in, like mon- <laughs> they've been in monsoons the last couple of weeks. So like they've been getting more credit than they should. Um, yeah. I don't think it's actually that great. But, no, I mean I think Denzel Ward is solid, but they don't have Greedy, who was their draft pick, and they're starting Terrence Mitchell, and Terrence Mitchell is nothing special. Yeah, he's fine. Like, here's the thing though, like I he he's not that fast, but like neither is like Fogel. That's the thing. So like. I assume they're going to put Ward on. I assume Ward is on Ragor and Mitchell's on, Mitchell's on Fulgham. That makes like the most sense. And if that's the case, like that's a good like player on player matchup. But then, but then who's on Jeffrey? Oh, is he is he going to be back? He was back last week, but had basically no. He had a few snaps. He was just kind of getting worked gotcha. in. So yeah, there, no he's back, he's back, even, back like, this week. Yeah, is he is he is he back back those kind of things? So maybe he'll get kind of worked in, but. Yeah, they. I mean, they're saying his his volume's gonna just kind of increase over the next few games. Um, like, I do so think he'll be there. Because Cleveland's not gonna. I don't think Cleveland's gonna blow them out. But like, man, like Philly might just be bad. Like that might just be the possibility. They just have not looked good at any point this year, really. Like, yeah, I, I guess know. I just um, Philly might just be bad. Doug Peterson has not been uh, like the Giants just right. beat him last week. Like, right, <laughs> that's the, the Giants thing. Just like. Beat him. I can't pick a team that just lost to the Giants. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I totally get that. 
I'm not I, super I confident think, in it. I just have that feeling. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, uh, I have to pick Philly here. Yeah, I just think Cleveland is just the better team. Now, yeah, no, no, Miles Garrett, I think, is a big factor, but um, I, I think Cleveland pulls this out. Um, plus, they, they Chubb. I think yeah, they, uh, they, I they, a right. I'll say, yeah, they, they have the Chubb and the line, the run scheme. Yeah. If they can still get the dub. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, go with your heart. I don't hate picking the upset here with Philly. Um, yeah, it's only it's only a three point spread, so like it's close, right? But uh, yeah, should be should be a fun game. Mm-hmm. But uh, next up, we've got Atlanta at New Orleans, and the spread on this has changed a lot throughout the week. It is now mm-hmm. down to three and a half um, <laughs> with no breeze, um, and potentially Taysom Hill starting. It looks like it's a fifty <laughs> over under now. I had Atlanta when I thought it was Jameis, and I still have Atlanta now. See, I had New Orleans when I thought it was Jameis, and now that it is officially Taysom Hill and quote-unquote Jameis will not be getting a whole lot of packages, uh, offensive packages this week. Wording. I should stipulate <laughs> Phrasing. <laughs> We're still doing phrasing? Um, I have a switch to Atlanta as well. I put Atlanta unless Sean Payton is full of shit and Jameis actually plays, which I think is a viable call because he basically said Jameis isn't playing. We're using Taysom Hill all game. And if that's bullshit and Jameis comes in and plays, then I might switch. But like, come on, Taysom Hill, come on. Why are we? Oh, my God. Yeah, like (laughs) drives me insane. Before we hopped on, like, I would say Atlanta, I think, is the team that this, like, definitely will not work against, <laughs> is the thing. Like, the, their run D's actually been good this year because of the way, like, their coach and the scheme they run. And, like, they just have good run defenders, too. Um, they've been playing, like, very sound run defense. And if they can keep, like, good assignment football here, like, against Taysom. Like, that's the thing. Playing against Taysom is, like, I, I, I joke – our joke is that like Lamar's budget Taysom because like they they try to have Taysom be Lamar but Taysom's getting paid more. Um, obviously Lamar's better. That's hence the joke. But um, <laughs> I always love explaining jokes. But yeah, so Taysom's not not a good passer. I don't know what they're doing. So they've been trying. Sean Payton's been trying to sell me on Taysom Hill for five years, and I'm not buying like, it. Is they're gonna run like fucking army and navy like offenses? <laughs> Right. Like, I've watched him. He's not good at throwing the ball. Yeah. And, like, Atlanta, Atlanta's got to score. See, that's the thing. I think Atlanta gets out to an early lead, and I don't like New Orleans as a come-from-behind team. Well, definitely not with Taysom Hill. Not with Taysom Hill. Yeah, no. Probably, like, I mean, maybe Jameis if he's, you know, good Jameis that day, but yeah, not Atlanta's, with Taysom Hill. Yeah, Atlanta's line is healthy right now. They're playing well. They're probably, like, a top. Definitely top half, maybe top 10 unit right now. Um, and because, like, that's the thing with Saints. The Saints have a good pass rush. But, like, I, th- I think they can hold it off enough. And the secondary has been rough this year. Like, Julio no. Jones already owns New Orleans, and he's going to just smack um, right. Marshall Lattimore all around. Um, like, Calvin Bradley, he's, I think he'll be back too. So, say so the Falcons always play their division matchups really yeah. tough. And they even when so they're well not against good the Saints teams. like this year. They haven't played the Saints this year yet, but like where the secondary has been so bad. Um and they've been terrible against tight ends. Like Hayden Hurst actually gets some good looks too. Like they match up so well offensively against the Saints defense while they're alive healthy. So like Julio's yeah. gonna bang for sure. Um I don't know. I don't know if I could pick a banger for New Orleans because like I don't know how much they're actually gonna use Taysom Hill. Like if it's a split then, you know, that fucks everybody. With Taysom as the quarterback, I don't want the running backs because they're going to get vultured. I don't want the passing. Like, I, yeah, it just sucks. So, 
Yeah, see, maybe if you can, uh, yeah, you can put Taysom Hill in it. Tight end, that's a good yeah. play. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> kind of feasible. And the, on FanDuel, he's also tight end eligible. So, like, there you go. Because Yahoo's changed in drafting as his quarterback. So, yeah. But. And it looks like Ridley has a good chance of playing, which I think ups the Atlanta pick even more if he yeah, is in there. Atlanta's off a of bye, too. Um, obviously, they were at first preparing for Breeze, but they've had a lot of time to prepare for you know, both options. I think that the Jameis preparing option is kind of, you know, not much different, but once they, <laughs> once Breeze went down, they had to know there's a Taysom Hill possibility. So I assume they've been spending a week practicing for normal Saints offense and the week practicing for the Taysom offense. What are we practicing this week, coach? The tip drill. To everyone? Everyone. Every day. The yeah, tip I drill. <laughs> yeah, they don't, they don't have Mohamed Sanu to be their, like, Taysom guy in practice. I wonder who they're, like, using as <laughs> they're, like, Taysom Hill. Hmm. Put, yeah. put Hooper back there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah bring have him back. Hooper do running yeah. plays and then put Jameis next to him to throw it. That's basically Taysom Hill. <laughs> <laughs> or not, Hurst. Yeah, Hurst, yeah. Um, close enough. Yeah, like, I, H- Brand, H- Brandon Powell was Brandon Powell like did he like attempt a pass or something I feel like recently well I don't know it was well so he was with the Lions I remember and he was a sort of like wide receiver four or five yeah for some reason I thought he was like a former quarterback but I don't know maybe maybe <laughs> like a lot of these like random master receivers like end up like you find out they're like former quarterbacks or some bullshit there is there was some guy I was doing a little deep look into his name malcolm perry i think he's a mm. dolphins player well i watched him play last week he looked like the fastest dude on the field um he played quarterback at navy gotcha One of those? but quarterback at army or navy <laughs> <laughs> um but the, he was a he was a running back for them basically malcolm gotcha. perry. uh navy and look at their back because Matt Schaub's are back. They probably have someone on the practice squad they're using to taste them. So yeah, uh, we're both taking Atlanta here and mm-hmm. picking the upset. Yeah, because like, early in the week I'm like, I wonder if like Scott's gonna take this upset or not. And now of course, you know, on board as well. I wasn't going to with Jameis because you know what? I I don't think Jameis can run the offense five and zero like Teddy Bridgewater could last year. But I I am not completely done on Jameis yet. No, no, me neither. But I want to. See, I really want to see him play. I want to see how the LASIK worked for him, man. Yeah, he couldn't I, read license plates on cars, and he was an NFL quarterback. Well, I should probably get that fixed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for his game logs versus Atlanta because um, obviously he had plenty of time against them. Obviously, he put up numbers because they were bad, but obviously last last few matchups had plenty of picks to go with it. <laughs> so. Because, like, that, that's the thing is, like, Atlanta also knows Jameis, so they would have been, like, kind of prepared for him in a way. But. I, see, I won't be surprised at all if they start with fucking Taysom Hill. Atlanta gets out to a 14 nothing lead in the first half of the first quarter. And hey, then... don't, don't say that. <laughs> no, and then they put in Jameis. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Just Atlanta like, gets out to a 14-0 lead happens way too often. And see, the thing, finish. though, with Atlanta is they don't blow leads against division opponents. For whatever it is, they really dial it in. <laughs> if that Super Bowl had been a division matchup, they would have won. If only. But, uh, sorry, man. Yeah. Next up, we've got Cincy at Washington. We're both cooking Washington. Um, I was torn, kind of. And I may flip, but Washington's favorite like a point and a half. It's like a pick on basically. Um, 
I'm sort of obligated to make this pick because of the argument, not argument, but like debate Jolly and I had when I I come out said Washington would just beat Cincinnati one on like like straight up. So it's not yeah. necessarily a take lock, but like I think it's a take I still have to like look back and say why did I make this pick? And like it's because of the pass rush mismatch. That's a big part of it. Earlier in the season, I had Cincy winning this one, but what has flipped it for me is I really liked what I saw out of Washington's offense last week. Yeah, they look. I mean, Alex Smith, you know, not in his first game anymore. He's kind of like got his legs under him a bit. Like he looked a lot better, and he definitely gives him a better chance than Kyle Allen. He almost had 400 yards. Yeah, I think he had 399. He was right there. Yeah, he he was so close, and like the touchdowns just all went to the running backs. So. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately for Cincinnati, their game, their tackling game against running backs, receiving, catching, or rushing are not particularly great. So I'm expecting a lot of Gibson and McKissick. Yeah, like, I I mean, I picking straight up, I think Gibson and McKissick is usually the option. But, like, last week they were both fine. They could just be both fine again this week. Like, right now the over-under on this is 47. And I thing is, these teams both play pretty fast. So, right, like, yeah, like, they're both – you know, top half in neutral and total, like in like neutral pace, like which is like you know adjusted for the game script and just total pace. Like they both play fairly fast, so like this game could have a lot of possessions, a lot of attempts. Um, mm-hmm. And the defense is like so Washington's D line's good, but like their defense is vulnerable. Like if you can get going on them, and then obviously you know Cincinnati defense is bad, so like there, there could be a lot of scoring in this game. Like this could be one of the bad team good outings. Yeah, I want to see really quickly how um, – where's Mr. – Are you looking for Mixon or – I'm looking for T – I want to see how um, – for so T Higgins has been balling out. Right. But, um, yeah, so Joe Mixon uh, is not – so, like, I got the notification that he's not here for the open walkthrough portion of practice uh, today, which is Friday recording Friday. Um, so, probably no Mixon again, which is kind of concerning because, like, they didn't put him on IR. So, like, I guess his condition's not, like, healing as like, fast as they thought it would because he had, like, that mid-foot sprain, which I think was, like, almost the same thing Carson had. So Yeah, I mean, you can do IR for three weeks, and they didn't do that, and he's been out three weeks. So Yeah, they say they have him back sooner. But so in the meantime, like, Gio Bernard, great play. Definitely. Um, Washington run, he's been bad. We saw, we saw DeAndre Swift, which obviously Gio's not DeAndre Swift, but, like, same, same kind of styles there. Um, same roles, so I mean, I think Geo makes a great play. Um, should be a really solid option this week. Like you know, just stand like normal, like league wise too. Like even standard, like PPR gets a bonus, and then in DFS he's pretty cheap too. So I will be uh, going there as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So uh, it should be a really fun game. We get to see the number one pick versus the number two pick in direct combat, <laughs> as they say. Because a lot of times they're like, "Oh, it's Tua versus Herbert," but they don't actually see each other yeah. on the field this time they face off they're literally yeah chase young will be in burrow's face and uh the Bengals do struggle against pass rush and when that happens it all kind of breaks down for them mm-hmm. um this would be a really big win for burrow i think if they did get it because that's that proves a lot yeah this is um, definitely a very winnable game definitely i don't love picking washington here <laughs> but it's also nice to root for alex smith um yeah and I'll, Ron Rivera, too, who has beaten cancer. If he can beat cancer, he can beat the Bengals, right? Yeah, what's the difference? So. <laughs> there it is. And Just the volley. <laughs> Bow! The oop and the slam! <laughs> That's good stuff, brother. 
that, that was that's just one of those like rim breakers, you know. Uh, <laughs> He's broken the backboard. So, um, who else for this game do you like? Oh man, uh, let's see. We didn't say anything about Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I, that almost felt so obvious that we didn't like spend a lot of time on it. Like, yeah, you should Terry, be locking him like in. Secondary. Yeah. I mean, I think Alex Smith is also a fine stream option if you yeah, are without I, a quarterback. I'm not sure who the bye weeks are. Let me check really quick. We've got – so if you have Jalen, if you're for some reason starting Nick Foles or Daniel Jones or Nick Mullins. So basically if, if, you you have, have Jalen, if you have Jalen, yeah. <laughs> if you have Jalen, uh, Alex Smith is not a bad bye week fill-in. No, I think I think he's a pretty good option. Um, I mean, I don't know who else kind of is on waivers in a lot of leagues, but um, – I mean, because he, like, all those yards last week, no no tutties to go with it. Um, the attempt should be there this week against um, an equally bad defense. Makes sense. And, again, he – so this game, like, I'm really intrigued in this game partially because it's all very cheap on uh, DFS this week. Ooh. So this And it is, like, plays a, really fast. Yeah, this is, like, a super stackable game. I don't know how popular it will be. I feel like where Alex Smith and Joe Burrow are cheap. All the pieces in this game are cheap, so I think it will be popular. But I'm about it, so. Do it. But yeah, and then, um, here for uh, it. I don't think there's anyone else we didn't mention that is worth noting. Oh, Logan Thomas. Um, the Bengals are bad against tight ends. It's kind of <laughs> thing a lot this year, so I think he's a solid stream. But Alex Smith kind of lets him get him out last week. Um, so as far as Higgins or Boyd, though, um, where that's are you on the this? that's the ticker. Um, let me do a little scout. Yeah, a little like, scout I I'm leading Boyd. Uh, he gets a little bit easier matchup because they've got Darby and four on the outside. Um, Boyd will mostly be in the slot against Jimmy Moreland. Um, and if we if if I'm thinking Washington's going to win, it's going to be on the back of some pass rush. So trickle target of Tyler Boyd kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm Boyd over Higgins personally. Although I said that last weekend didn't matter. But <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Fuller and Darby are on the outside. Yeah, like I I think they're both okay plays. I'm just saying, like if I'm picking over Boyd, I think, but like I'm I'm, I'm fine with both, obviously, just because yeah. the Washington secondary hasn't been like I don't think either Fuller or Darby can like stop T Higgins per se. Mm-hmm. Like they are, I mean, they're like the number two pass defense in the league. Uh, Stafford had a pretty solid game against them. Yeah, because I don't know I don't know how much of it is like game scripts and like. Rundy being worse and stuff like that. Like, I don't know how much of this them actually being, like, good. And, like, T. Higgins has, like, almost half a foot on the outside corners, too. The thing. Yeah. So, like, yeah. And, like, I want, I'm want i going to look at this map because, like, I'm curious how much, like, it, A.J. Green has just not been good this year. <laughs> he just hasn't. Like, he's getting the snaps, too. But it's just not a map where he's kind of in. Um, they... He's got like he's getting some snaps. Like I wonder if they're gonna start reducing his snaps to other Michael Thomas and then Auden Tate and you right now it's the Boyd and Hagen show. Yeah, I would say I lean Boyd as sort of your he I think he has a much safer, higher floor, but mm-hmm. Higgins can still be Higgins, who yeah. which has been very good. Yeah, they're I think mean, so they're both solid. But um and next up we've got uh, another kind of similar game, but with a lot of injuries. Detroit at Carolina. Um uh, I'm not really sure where I'm at on this game. Um I think we have to wait on this one because so we have no Teddy officially. Um, or but we also might, yet. yeah, we might also not have any Stafford. Yeah, so right now, uh, so this came in like half an hour ago for me. The no, so Swift, Galladay, and Amendola were not at Lions practice today, so probably without all three of them. Yeah, Galladay's not looking good for this week. He 
practiced in a limited capacity Wednesday, and then Thursday, yesterday, he just was a non-participant. They actually yes. scaled down his practice for Thursday, so that doesn't bode particularly well. Yeah, and then uh, Swift entered concussion protocol on Thursday. So I'm curious if he like had symptoms that came up later, or like he got concussed during practice or what. But like that's, that's very not good. Yeah. yeah. So probably thought all three of those guys, and you know, two of them, of course, are the best offensive weapons they've got. Um, and Stafford's dealing with something in his thumb. So he so he was spotted on Thursday making light throws. Um, uh huh. They say he can play, but I don't feel great about it, either him playing or, like, staying in the game or being effective. Um, so, like, I think at the moment of the Carolina, but it's tough. It's tough. I remember, I will never forget, Brett Favre on the Jets, 8-3, and three, and then he had a bicep tear, and he was like, no, I'm going to play through it because I'm tough, and they lost the next four games, I think. They were really bad. Yeah, they went, like, 1-5. Like- it's some, there's like a tear in something in his throwing hand. I'm trying to figure out what exactly. It is. I think it's his thumb. Yeah, like something with his thumb. But the, Which like is arguably the most important of the phalanges, right? <laughs> um, so he has a, yeah, he has a torn ligament in his thumb on his throwing hand. Uh, yeah, I think we're waiting to call this one. I have If Stafford and, and Kenny both end up playing and are fine, I'm definitely picking Detroit. But, um, yeah, but right, right now, now I don't know. Like, yeah, right now it's looking like no Kenny. So, like, because with Carolina, like, there's no Teddy, but uh, but PJ Walker is probably gonna be the guy right now. They, I think they're like splitting it between him and Greer right now in practice. But uh-huh. um, I know uh, PJ was the backup previously. Um, he's a little more familiar with Rule because they were at Temple together, and he was also at Temple with Robbie Anderson, who Rob. comes in. As my uh, banger here, well, I think it's the Carolina side here. I think he's a mismatch for the Detroit secondary, regardless. Um, and PJ, in his brief time uh, coming for Teddy, um, hyper targeted him pretty like pretty heavily. Um, we got we got some PJ Walker from the XFL. Um, for anyone who watched, he was by far the best quarterback in the XFL. Like he deserved to be on an NFL roster. Um, mm. How we'll do as a starter, we'll see. But it's Detroit, so you know, nice little first welcome. Right, and if I'm picking a team that can uh, do better with a backup quarterback, I'm picking Matt Rule over Matt Patricia, mm-hmm. if, the, if that makes sense. Like, I don't trust the Lions to have anything going if Stafford isn't 100%, whereas I actually trust Carolina to maybe lose a step but still be running uh, in that race. Depending, yeah. like, regardless of who they put in a quarterback, because I just think Matt Rule is already a better head coach than Matt Patricia is, which I don't think is a hot take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's pretty low bar. <laughs> <laughs> so, so PJ Walker, this is obviously XFL, but he, 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 uh, had a few rushing attempts in most of his games and got a touchdown. Like, he, he doesn't like look to run, but he's like effective at like breaking out when he needs to. Um, not like a super speed guy, but he like, is mobile. He can kind of extend the plays a little bit. Um, kind of looking. Um, but yeah, I, I like Robbie this week based on matchup and uh, the familiar the familiarity of mm. the uh, quarterback being a little bit of chemistry there. Although, like look at the like the quarters here. Like I mean, DJ Moore is going to draw a lot of true font, and that's really nice too. Like, <laughs> like and that's a nice matchup too. So like they're both fine. But like I'm just kind of thinking of Robbie. Is yeah, I, I haven't been PJ's on Robbie guy. in a few weeks here, so I'm. This is my sort of yeah, bounce back. Carolina Robbie, receiver yeah. rotation, yeah. Um, and as well, so running backs in this game though, uh, Mike Davis and Adrian Peterson, I think are both fine. Uh, with no Swift, AP, 
Uh, Matt Patricia's probably salivating. Get to use him. You know. Yeah. Oh, couldn't can't wait. He's actually yeah. the guy that tackled DeAndre Swift to give him the concussion so he could put Peterson in. But I mean, maybe we see a little carry on. I don't know. Who knows? I'm not really he sure. is at least good at pass pro carry on from what we've heard. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe they get him involved. Um, then Mike it's Davis been weird. Been, yeah. Yeah. Then Mike Davis is definitely in a better spot this week. Um, Detroit Ron D is not that good. So, yeah. Correct. Yeah. Not, not, not great. And Mike Davis just kind of slides right into the McCaffrey role. He's not as good, obviously, but he he's out there running the same stuff and mm-hmm. they don't really change the offense up much. They just kind of put him into the same system there and he does pretty well. Yeah. Like I, he, and reminder, he did leave the game for like a quarter last week with a, uh, with a hand issue, but he came back. No worry about him playing this week. So. Yes. Yeah, of all the injuries you could have, that one's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Not that you ever want to have injuries, but a hand injury as opposed to a lower leg or body issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next up, we've got Pittsburgh at Jacksonville. We both got Pittsburgh. Um, <sighs> I guess the, like the only thing they really like go through in this game is James Conner or not James Conner. Like, will you be on the James Conner trade? Dude, I mean, if you have him, you kind of have to start him. But God, like. It has been pulling teeth owning him. He had the Bengals last week and got a whole five points for fantasy purposes. And you're sitting there like, what? Yeah, they just didn't use him. Like, they didn't need to use the thing either, but like. But yeah, like in a game that's horribly mismatched and they have the lead the entire time, you kind of figure you lean on the running game a bit. Yeah, I don't know. Dude. It's like. Fucking... Yeah, just like, oh, like, I just think it's just don't give a fuck. And like, it's tough to trust him at all. Like I would play Geo over him this week for sure. Like, oh, I would play Geo over James Conner too. Yeah. I'd play yeah, like, James Robinson over James Conner. No, that, that was I was that was the other <laughs> question. I guess the only Jags guy I'm kind of interested in would be, well, I guess maybe Chark. But um, oh yeah, oh yeah. By the way, I guess on that side, it's gonna be Luton again for one more week. I think they're expecting, and they'll be signing. Hey man, well. Luton's been playing solid. He's been keeping his team in it two mm-hmm. weeks in a row. But I mean. They're, 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 I think they're anxious to get Gardner back, at least. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I don't yeah, – I know you said last week you would pick Jacksonville to win, but it's really hard to pick them to win. Like, I don't see a way. It's pretty win. hard to pick them yeah. to win, yeah. Because the Steelers' um, run D is so good. And, like, James Robinson will get there on receptions and stuff, I think, but, like, his rushing total, I imagine. I Like, I think we can all acknowledge that this is, like, quintessential Pittsburgh loss game. They're 9-0 and going into the Jags, who are, like, 1-8. and this is like to the T Pittsburgh loses this game every year for the past decade <laughs> because a it's Jacksonville who just seems to have their number and B it's a serious mismatch for them to downplay to their opponent, mm-hmm. which just happens. But yeah, I mean, they, they sort of had that last week and avoided it. I think it's kind of like, yeah, that's, I think they've, they've avoided it. Um, this year, I think the Steelers are playing better than they have in a long time. I also think Dallas played up a little bit more than people are giving him credit for against the Steelers. Like they're after the game, the Steelers offensive line was basically like, that was the best pass rush we've played this year out of Dallas. Mm-hmm. And we we're all kind of sitting there like, what? <laughs> Dallas has no pass rush. But apparently they did. Um, so, you know, it, I'd love to pick Jacksonville to win. And if they do, I'll be happy. And, you know, we'll cite me mentioning this very moment right here. 
but there is no CJ Henderson for Jacksonville. And that's really important because he was their draft pick and essentially their starting corner and number one corner who mm-hmm. he is on IR. He's not playing this week. They're starting luck Barku at corner. That's L U Q Barku um, at cornerback who I've never heard of. He is a rookie. He will be their starting corner with Sidney Jones. And, you know, it's just kind of a mismatch on all fronts. <laughs> like, this should be yeah. a Steelers. It should be a Steelers win. For sure. You know, I, yeah, I agree. So if they lose, I'm going to laugh so hard for maybe a week. I don't like know. The I don't, I don't think they'll find a way to. Yeah. So it'll be a laugh track <laughs> in the background the whole time. Um, yeah, I, on the Steelers, I think you can legitimately play any receivers. I think Deontay Johnson might be my favorite here. Um, mm. But, I mean, any, any are fine. Or maybe Claypool, because Claypool, Claypool usually does well in like, the blowout, so that could be him, too. But, like, literally, they're all fucking fine. Um, like, but, yeah, probably not Juju. Much. He's not the, there's no struggle target this week, so yeah. maybe off Juju. Yeah, or he just gets too wide open. I don't know. Like, <laughs> that's like, last week, like, they didn't struggle, and they still got a lot of looks. Like, they just passed the whole fucking game, and they didn't do that again. So, like, Robbie Roethlisberger is a totally good play again. Oh, definitely. Like, he, he may be available, like, to stream. Mm-hmm. Every year in fantasy, Roethlisberger in like November and December is like a top 10 quarterback. And he always falls in drafts for whatever reason. He's usually like in the 11th plus round taken in like every fantasy draft. But the, his, his like second half of the year, he's always like in the top there and playing really well and getting usually about 20 points a game. And I think he probably does that again here. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yes, I, I don't. I don't see a way the Steelers lose this one. That's I mean, but when we say that, that's when they lose. You know, it's <laughs> like I don't see a way they could lose. Oh my God, they lost. What happened? Yep. I mean, this <laughs> little, yeah, like, it's exactly what happened last week. What out somehow? So, but yeah, they got the they got the W against the other two. So I, I'm st- I'm still going with the Steelers here. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know if I say they've turned a corner, but you know, <laughs> they're doing okay. Um, so yeah, next up we've got. Tennessee at Baltimore, um, kind of rematch of that uh, playoff game from last year. We both have Baltimore. How you feel on this game? I think you and I are both on the same page. This is going to be a really different game than the last time they played. Uh, yeah. Tennessee's defense is a lot worse, like a lot worse. Oh yeah, so much a worse. A lot worse than last year, mm-hmm. and they match up really badly. Um, Tennessee last year was great against the run. They had an amazing power run scheme themselves. This year, uh, no Taylor Luan, and their run defense sucks something fierce, which mm-hmm. is kind of sort of right up Baltimore's alley. They just had a bad loss to the Patriots. They need to get their their brains right. I think this is a get-right game for Baltimore. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't have much else to say. I, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of running here from Baltimore. I don't know who it is because I think all three of them are back with Ingram, Dobbins, and, and Gus. They're all there. But I think there's a lot of rushing, a lot of Lamar, and it might even be lopsided. Yeah, like, honest. Tennessee got beat pretty roughly by Cincinnati recently, too. Like, they've not been playing over the last couple of weeks. Was that their last game they played? Was, um, did they play, was it, was it, was it in, did they play Indy recently? Was that between the two? They, yeah, they lost to Indy. Okay, yeah. And then before that, they lost to the, the, the Bengals, and the, they beat the Bears in between. Which, I mean, that's kind of... You know, <laughs> yeah. being the Bears, you know, whatever, as we found out. But um, 
yeah, like, so the Ravens, the one big bummer for them, I think, is, uh, at least against the Titans, is that they're going to be, well, see, they who they lose last week? They lost their uh, nose tackle last week. I'm not sure if he's going to be back or not. And then they've been without um, Calais Campbell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like they probably won't be playing because they both did not practice Thursday. That so stinks. Kind of, both, both of them. Yeah, so they'll probably be without both of them this week. I was hoping we'd get one between Calais Campbell and uh, and I think it's Brandon Williams. Yeah, so that makes that sets up well for Henry. Um, and we kind of seen their run, the Baltimore run be last week get really exposed. So I'm in on Henry this week, but on the uh, Ravens side, the Tennessee defense has been awful. Um, I don't know if I want to say this will be Hollywood week, but Tennessee's actually been pretty rough against tight ends. So I think we kind of get Manders back online this week. And then uh, Lamar has been running more the last few weeks as well than he was to start the season. So. <clears throat> I expect a pretty big game from him. Yeah, I, I like the call for Mandrews to kind of get back into it. Uh, here's a fun little thing. Uh, the Titans waived their punter, Ryan Allen. <laughs> what happened? Wasn't he really good? Yeah, because who, who did they have? Who was the one who, like, really fucked him over against the Colts? Was that him or someone else? No, I don't think he was the one that, met, that like, fucked him over. I, um, I thought he was the one who was doing well, and they pulled him, they big-brained it, and tried to do a a play without him and it was bad. Ryan Allen was aver- averaging 50.5 yards of punt against the Bears. That's <laughs> pretty a, good. Yeah, like the guy last week like fucking shanked it and like I mean the special teams were a mess like against the Colts in general. What happened? I'm like did he get like injured or something and they just waved him? I don't know, maybe they don't want to sign him on term, but who knows, but uh, that's crazy. See, yeah, I don't like that. That makes me stick with Baltimore, even without Baltimore not having their interior lineman, which sets yeah. up for Henry. I think it'll be closer, but yeah. Well, the the way that teams have been getting after Lamar this year has been interior pressure, and the Titans don't get any pressure, dude. They get they get no pressure they, at all. They get it's negative so pressure. Yeah. So Lamar is going to have time in this one. Like I don't, I don't see a way they contain the Ravens this week. And I don't even know if Clowney's playing. Um, Who hasn't even? He's not been good this year either. But he is. He, he looked. He had some decent moments. Um, I know, like I was watching other games. Like, yeah, oh yeah, it was because it was Thursday night or something. I think, yeah, he looked good on Thursday night against the Colts to start. Mm. He has some good moments, but he did not practice Thursday. Although a bunch of the uh, Titans didn't. So right. So yeah, there's um. Man, they had they had a lot line. of guys miss practice Thursday. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, AJ Brown practice either. Yeah, AJ Brown did not practice on Thursday either, so that's like me. So they, yeah, they got a a few extra days of practice. Derrick Henry has a decent matchup, so I'd like the Titans to keep it a little bit closer. But uh, I'm still, I'm taking the Ravens. Their yeah. line, their line is beat up. Yeah, that's that's that sucks too, man. Like they're all lined. Like there's a lot of hurt the lines because they don't have Luan, so they're doing Ty Sam Brylo, Brylo at left tackle. Oh, wow. Roger Saffold's questionable. Ben Jones, their center, is questionable. And their right tackle, Ryan Kelly, is questionable. Dennis Kelly, not Ryan Kelly. That's the Gosh, Colts yeah. guy. And then, uh, Dennis um, Kelly. Yeah, and on the Baltimore side, too, their line's kind of banged up a little bit. Not as bad. Um, they've, they've kind of moved some stuff around. So they put, they moved the right guard, uh, Makari, over the right tackle for Fluker because he was playing horribly. Um, and then they're putting Ben Powers in at right guard. But, um who is the center? Is it Skura? I'm trying to remember. School School is his name? I don't know. Whoever Matt Skura. Skura yeah. S-K-U-R-A. Yeah. I know there was a downpour last week, but like he did not play well at all. He had a bad game, but he's pretty solid as a whole, I think. 
Yeah, like I really hope he bounces back because that was a rough game for him. Um, he was like, pissed. Like, he was pissing himself. I think there was yeah. some the the weather really affected him. I mean, yeah, no, like it's it's hard to it's hard to snap out a shotgun when the weather is nuts like that. So right, I mean, yeah, I I can give a pass, but I expect him to kind of bounce back this week. Uh, but next up, we've got New England at Houston. We both have New England. I don't feel confident at all. Right? No, <laughs> me neither. Like, so because New England's favored by two. This is a 40 and a half over under. Um, I'm looking into kind of injuries on this game. Like, so matchup wise, New England's got a great running matchup. Damian Williams should have a good yardage game. I have him as a banger, maybe, because he just gets vultured all the time, is the problem. Die at Burkhead and Cam. So it's hard yeah. to like, feel super good about it. But the run matchup, they have like this week. Um, even yeah, the Minnesota's against Dallas. Yeah. That's why we're taking New England, is basically yeah. because of that. They because I perfectly. I kind of think Watson can beat New England. That's the thing. Generally, but the uh, the matchup here is not great because you a you attack New England on the ground, like you use the run mm-hmm. game to attack them. And well, last time I checked, Houston's run game was pretty much one of the worst in the NFL. Um, and then so that means Watson's throwing a lot, which New England's significant strength of their defense is their secondary. With Stefan Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, McCourty out there, it has been banged up lately, though. Yeah, I I think all of them are in though this week, right? Yeah, Gilmore Gilmore is limited in practice, so he might be that, which hurts a lot. Like if he's back, it makes it a lot easier to beat New England. Um, if he's not playing, I might take Houston. I was assuming he was playing. Yeah, it makes um, it a lot closer if he's out, but yeah, I'm not sure because I mean, like, because J.C. Jackson been playing super well this year, so. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think like like I'm looking at like kind of like who matches up with who. Like, I don't know if they have any, I don't know if they have the speed to keep up. That was a problem. Like if, if Gilmore's out, I don't know if they have the speed to keep up. But yeah, man. I mean, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks could just get past them if there's no Gilmore. Yeah, that's the thing. So that's so like, a that's one to watch. Yeah, I do. I do like Watson in this game. Um, I do think he gets there maybe on a couple plays or like rushing wise, I think you could have a good rushing day, you know, really mm-hmm. running quarterbacks against the Patriots. And then right. uh, I'm not really into any Patriots receivers this week just because I think it'll be so much running. I don't have like passing. Um, I am into Burkhead as a stream this week, just because the matchup and he vultures a lot. And I Duke Johnson should have a better week than last week. Um, and it'll be him again <laughs> instead of David Johnson. who was on IR. Um, I think he has a kind of scary. like I think he has a ceiling and floor like right around each other. Yeah, like ten to fifteen. Yeah, last week was a monsoon, so like that's kind of hard to put a whole lot of stock into. I think, but like I don't, I don't, I still like Geo better than Duke. I'm trying to think of like these like fill in guys. I would. Would you play Kalen Balaj or Duke Johnson? Balaj. Same, yeah. So he's kind of like at the bottom of that like fill in tier. For yeah, he's like the bare bottom of the. Uh, of the waiver wire pickups at Duke Johnson. Yeah. I mean, do you prefer Burkhead or Duke Johnson here? I guess like honestly just trap those two. Like that's that's kind of where the line is. That's tough. Like yeah. I think it depends on what you need. Like if your favorite Duke, if your underdog Burkhead, just because of like I think how they accrue their points. Yeah, I mean I might lean Duke, but see like the Texans run blocking and run is just so bad that like, you yeah. know, he's not going to get anything going on the ground. It all has to be receptions. It's, <sighs> yeah, it's tough. I guess it's kind of, it's just keep you 
PPR or not. But I mean, sometimes you have games where you get all the fantasy players, and sometimes you have games where you get none. And in this yeah. game, this is one of the I don't yeah. really like a whole lot of fantasy in this game. No, yeah, but do I guess do keep an eye on Gilmore because if he's out, it makes things a little easier for Watson and the receivers. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say it now: if, if Gilmore is out, I will pick Houston. Mm. Uh, right. Most likely. But if Gilmore is playing, I'll I'll stick with New England. It's close. Um, I, I just like Watson, man. I think Watson's too good, man. He's good against Bill. It's too good, man. So, too good. Yeah. I, I, doesn't he, like, I, so I know, like, player versus team, especially in the NFL, the sample size is small. It's kind of tough. But um, Yeah, because they don't play a whole lot. Yeah, like, unless it's, like, divisional and you get, like, a decade of it. Yeah. I'm looking into the, his game logs versus the Patriots because, like, I'm trying to remember how he's done versus them. Um, let's see. So he, last time they played, he did really well. He has he a rough game and then a good game. So this doesn't show the uh, the rushing of it. I want to see like his rushing because, like, for some reason, I thought I remember him having like a two touchdown running game against the uh, Patriots. I know. I know Lamar did when they yeah. played the first mm-hmm. time uh, last year, or whatever. Let's see. Uh, no. Yeah. Maybe I'm misremembering. I guess like I'm trying to remember where like who Deshaun Watson had is like two uh, rushing touchdown games against last year because I know he has one or two of those. But uh, anyway, moving on uh, to our 4 p.m. games, we've got four of them this week, so not you know the same split as last week, but you know enough to matter. That's a little better, thank you NFL. You know, yeah. If this, is, if this is like you know the max we can get, I'm cool with it. But keep it uh, I like when there's at least four. Yeah, four. when when there's three or less, like when there's six, there's like two that fucking blows, but. Um, We've got Miami and Denver to start. I mean, Miami, I think one of our more sure ones this week. <sighs> Watch them lose. Yeah, no, For I think we're reason, taking, yeah. Hmm. They're only favored by three and a half. It's because um, it's in Denver. And, and it's Miami. Like, people aren't on board still, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Which, you know, Denver's defense has been playing better. Um, but we don't even know if Locke is playing and yeah, if he it, is playing, if that's yeah. even a good thing. Like, the Raiders just dawned on him last week. Yeah. Like, they got pumped. Like, so... Locke, he is listed as questionable right now. Um, trying to think of how his practice. Uh, he's been limited. He's been playing some getting some rest, but like it could be Brett Rippon, who like. The, so like, if you're playing a fantasy defense, I'd almost prefer like if I'm playing Dolphins D, I almost prefer Locke to Rippon because of like their play styles. Like Locke definitely takes more risks. A lot more. <laughs> like not that not that Rippon's like simply like not that Rippon's like better or anything, but he just plays differently and like doesn't provide the same like upside for a defense it looks to me like they don't even know uh who's playing because they've been splitting reps at practice and he still has rib problems gotcha yeah oh yeah so i was was looking up watson so he had uh against kansas city and denver where deshaun watson's uh double rushing touchdown games last year i was trying to find those kansas city and denver yeah (laughs) what but does he play the raiders this year (laughs) but um yeah, that was bugging me. I had to look that up. <laughs> so, oh, like, you got to. Yeah, when it's bugging you like that. Yeah. What's the word I'm trying to think of? <laughs> well, someone's like, let's figure it out. I'm like, no, just fucking Google it. I got to know now. Like, I have to know. Yeah. Um. So this game is another one where it's like uh, not much fantasy, I feel like. I don't know. Pretty gross. I, I mean, who are like the ones you're totally cool starting? Like Tua? Yeah, I think Tua's fine. Um. The running back situation is tough because I think reactive. So like if like I think it's gonna be a split of him and Salvin Ahmed, which is kind of funny to just say. Uh-huh. But, um, so like I, I, if there's a split, I don't like it. But otherwise, I'd be kind of interested if it was just one. Um, Devontae Parker, like he's 
kind of the only like outside receiver of note they've got left now. But um, I think he's going to get like Callahan. Think like I imagine Callahan will shadow him. Yeah, I mean, or maybe Bouye like, too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it could be Bouye. Um, like I'm not sure. Although Bouye's been like hit or miss this year. Yeah. Um, like I feel like they double. I mean, Parker's way bigger than Callahan's. The problems like they may not, but they may just play sides. Uh, I mean, Jakeem Crayon is also kind of interesting as far as the like he gets the return chance as well, and he's he get, he's got he's got more targets the last couple of weeks as well. Um, with um, Preston Williams out. I'm going to check his target count real quick. And then, so I guess, um, is there anyone on the Denver side you want? <laughs> well, I, so I'll mention real quick, I do like Kosicki for the Dolphins. Okay. I think you can throw to the tight end against Denver. It hasn't always worked out, but I think you can, mm-hmm. uh, personally. Yeah, and you uh, just get the targets, too. Like, so that, yeah. I, I think Grant is a fun... Uh, is fun. Like I, th- yeah. like, I like him he's in gotten, a few he's options. He's gotten five targets each of the last two weeks for uh, reference. Yeah, I mean, he was uh, Tua was hitting Preston Williams a lot, and Preston mm-hmm. Williams left. So Grant is kind of filling in there. For Denver, I mean, I think you can probably safely play Gordon. I think, I think so. he has a. I think he has a high floor this he's week. He's the pass catcher. Like they do not want to throw to Lindsey at all. Right. So, um, the- yeah, I don't I don't love Denver in much capacity this week, but I think I think Gordon will get you ten points. Mm-hmm. I'm not really into Denver at all. Yeah. I was saying I think I think the Dolphins can win pretty much defensively. hmm Yeah, their defense is very expensive in DFS. Um let's see, yeah, because like Judy and Fant were limited yesterday in practice. I think they both play. At least Judy, I don't know about Fant, he's just made a glass, but Yeah. Yeah, not much fantasy-wise this game that I'm, like, super thrilled about. Um, and probably one of the games that I won't particularly watch, which is why it's know, nice to have a lot of 4 p.m. games, So I, because I don't want to watch this one. Yeah. The 4 p.m. games aren't that great in general. Like, okay, I guess this week in whole, like, this week is kind of meh. Yeah. Like, if I had to pick a week to, like, not watch at all, aside from primetime, this would be the week, because all the good games are in primetime. So. But what about our next banger here? Oh, yeah, we've got the Jets at the Chargers. Ooh, ah. Game of the week, baby. Is Herbert going to go full Samson on us? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the Jets are decimated in the secondary. It's kind of like a Oh, my God, it's so bad. So, this year has been cut. Uh, bless you on Austin. I don't think he'll play because he's been on MRI, I think, like MRI results for his neck. which so, his like, neck, which is like, yo, even and if he's then, fine. And then um, Brian Poole's on IR now, so, like, they just got no one. I believe that means their starting corners will be Lamar Jackson, as in the other Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and Bryce Hall, their draft pick, who had a really good uh, co- you know, collegiate season uh, for Virginia. Bryce Hall was really good, and he had basically the same kind of injury that Dak had um, with the ankle. Uh, so gotcha. he, they took him in the fifth as sort of uh, – if he can get back to the way he was, he'll be really good, but he did have a pretty bad injury. So they're definitely holding out hope. They want to see what they have out of Bryce Hall, but that secondary is rough. Yeah, because like before when, when I realized Bryce Poole was on IR, I'm like, oh gosh, because I'm like, because that was the kind of tilt towards Mike Williams. But I think all of like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and whoever should have great games. Um, Herbert should have plenty of time and uh, open receivers for his uh, passing success. They're implied to get like four touchdowns this week by Vegas, so I assume we'll get there. Uh, Kalen Balazs is at a good spot. Um, 
This is the real Balazs revenge game, by the way. Yeah. People are like, oh, it's Miami. It's a revenge game. I said, no, no, no. It's playing Adam Gase next week. That's a revenge game. Yeah, and then um, Anthony Lynn kind of said that they'll probably be the primary back, and so he's kind of expected to get a lot of work again with no Eckler, uh, no Justin Jackson. They clearly don't trust Josh Kelly. So Yeah. Um, and then it looks like Bosa should be back. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. Anyone on the Jets' side? So, okay, like... I will say, if the Chargers are putting up points, then the Jets do have incentive to put up points, too, because they they still want to lose, but they can play closer. Yeah, like, so, like, I guess I was going to kind of ask, like, are you into Perriman, Mims, Crowder? I mean, because I don't really feel like playing with Michael P. Ryan or anything, like... No. Um, okay. I think Crowder is your safest bet. I think Perriman gets targets, but he's going to get Casey Hayward. Um, so th- I actually kind of like Mims this week. I don't know why. I, I don't think, uh, Flacco's really gone to Mims that much, but I think the he matchup. He tried a fair amount last he, week. I, yeah, I think the matchup here is, is Mimsy. Mimsy. <laughs> Mimsy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all, okay, they're all flyers. Like, I mean, because Crowder, like, Crowder's not even as safe when Flacco's in because, like, he doesn't like to check down as much, at least the receivers. He'll, he'll check down to running backs and throw it deep. That's kind of the Flacco way. Right. Um, this is the so, way. Yeah. <laughs> Do no day way. Um, Adam Gase apparently said the plan is to get P. Ryan more touches this week, but the girls still get his. I don't know how many that what that means exactly. He but, said um, that before, and then he also this week said Frank Gore was playing at the highest level of any other players, basically. And I'm just like, what does it mean? <laughs> yeah. But, what um, does it mean? So I I think you could I think almost any charger can qualify as a banger this week. Um, I, I expect Michael. Um, that's just if I had to like say in particular, well, I don't want to the door. I expect a lot of Mike Williams it's and Keenan Allen. There. Just yeah. get so many targets that mm-hmm. he's just yeah. Or will it be so easy that he doesn't? <laughs> right. Um, no, I remember when, like I remember there's like a debate of like how like how long will the Chiefs play against the Jets and they just still donned them in like a very short amount of time anyway. Oh um, yeah, that was such a donging. Yeah, I think Jets just kind of like if you have to play a receiver, you can kind of take a roulette spin at it. I don't know. That was a real, oh, while you're down there. (laughs) (laughs) Chiefs coming in. Oh, Jets, you're on the ground while you're down there. (laughs) Here's my doll. (laughs) Curb stop, yeah. Little teabag there. Nice little teabag on the curb there. So It's great. What a great year. Say the Jets are 0-9, so like at this point, you you need to go for the tank. Like you you're zero and nine. Don't 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 get a win now. Yeah, don't. You're, you're halfway now. there. Halfway there. Only halfway there. Halfway there. <laughs> What's that from? SpongeBob. Okay, yeah, I'm like I rec- I recognize that repeated phrase. <laughs> Gosh, it's crazy how our brains pull this stuff up. Like, mm-hmm. there's a large chunk of SpongeBob reference in my brain. <laughs> Always, especially when we're talking about bad coaches, and then I go into yeah. Patrick, like. Why don't we take all the good players and push them somewhere else? <laughs> That's my Adam Gase. <laughs> also Matt Patricia. <laughs> yeah, they're both uh, something else. But uh, next up, we've got Green Bay and Indy. Probably the better game of this segment. Um, yeah. Right now, I've got Indy. You've got Green Bay. But I'm really not sure who I'm picking. I'm really not either, to be completely honest. Um, it's uh, This is a tough game. Uh <laughs> I think the biggest difference to me is just Indianapolis's offensive ceiling versus Green Bay's. 
I think is a bit of a mismatch. But I mean, the Colts are going to have a really good run blocking matchup. Um, it doesn't mm. really matter who they put in at running back because it, it it could be JT, it could be Wilkins, could be Hines. They're all pretty solid. Um, I will say if there's no Jair Alexander, that leans me a little bit more towards Indy. But... Yeah, that's one of the bigger things to watch. He, as of Wednesday, he was still in the protocol. Um, I, I haven't seen an update for uh, Thursday yet, but... Um, yeah, me neither. And then mm. also, Devontae Adams... Um, he was limited Wednesday. Wasn't seen at practice Thursday. So like, keep an eye on that because like, obviously they're they're very cautious with it. Yeah, if Devontae's not playing, you can pretty much lock in the Colts. Yeah, but um, Alan Lazard might be back this week. I know there was a speculation he might come back last week, but it might be it for him. So keep an eye on that as well. Uh, but yeah, like Adams and uh, Jay Alexander are kind of like the main guys to keep an eye. Um, let's see. Oh, wait, wait, so, okay, never mind. So, Thursday, Jai Alexander practice in full. So, it looks like he'll probably play. Although, like, how much does that matter? If there's like, no Devontae, then it doesn't matter a whole lot. Yeah, what, what I'm thinking is, like, because, like, I mean, are any of the Colts receivers, like, I mean, I guess Pittman, like, I guess, like, it'll block out Pittman? I don't know, because, like, it's not like the receivers are, like, the center of their offense for Indy. Like, that's the thing. No, absolutely not. But, I mean, it still helps to have your best corner one of the best corners of the league out there. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of keep an eye on Green Bay. I mean, if Devontae Adams is out there, he should wreck. Um, uh-huh. And if there is no Jair, it'd be, I'd say Pittman, but I think I, I assume Jair would be on Pittman just because, like, it's not like Rivers can take advantage of TOI anyway. Um, so the Indy running game should be fine, but it's the who. That's the, that's the tough <laughs> part, the who. The who. Yeah, I'm not so, talking about uh, like, the band or anything. So. I was um... – <laughs> <laughs> I um, <clears throat> I was telling uh, you earlier in the week, I texted you about this, the whole Jonathan Taylor thing. I think it's worth bringing up because so Jonathan Taylor, one of the highest like drafted people in fantasy, uh, is, you know, running back rookies was pretty much him and CEH were like the RB one and two taken in most drafts. And he basically had the entire offense given to him week two. Um, and he's kind of underperformed. He's been a really good RB two, like he's been getting you like ten points or so each week. But he mm-hmm. has uh, he has not blown up in the way that I think people were projecting him to. Oh, not and, at all. No, no, no. It's definitely right. disappointing. <laughs> and there's a ton of you know people asking like, should I trade him? There are tons of people who have already sold him. And for regular standard ESPN like no keeper situation, you know I totally move off of him um mm-hmm. however in dynasty formats i do want to bring up a few things uh the first is that indy's run blocking is not as good as it was last year definitely uh, you know quentin nelson is still really good but the rest of it's been kind of bad and that's that's really important the second thing is that uh jonathan taylor is struggling with things that he wasn't struggling with in college and i think a lot of it has to do with the playbook he doesn't mm-hmm. look comfortable out there. He's running indecisively. His downfield vision's not good. Those were all things he excelled at. Yeah. When he was uh was Wisconsin, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um and I think a ton of that just has to do with the fact that they didn't have a preseason and he's trying to learn a whole new offensive scheme. And it's a lot. I think all of the rookie running backs this year got a really big disservice. And I think 
you can make the case that in dynastic leagues, like where you're keeping people year to year, the running backs you drafted this year are probably going to be good in year two. And I think a mm -hmm. lot of them need time to get into the system. So I actually think right now is the best time to buy Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. If or you're like, in dynasty league. Yeah. Or like, I mean, I guess CEH maybe is like lower now than he was earlier. Like even Dobbins, like, like you kind of mentioned like the rookie running backs and think about the other ones as well. Because they've all um, pretty much been not that great. Yeah. I mean, um, like, of the top five, like, I think Swift has been, especially after last week, like, he's probably been the one whose price has gone up the most. Yeah. And Gibson, uh, of course, too, but he wasn't in that top five. Right. Really Jonathan like, Taylor's yeah. value right now is at basically an all-time low. Yeah. Um, It could go down a, few, a bit in the coming weeks, but, you know, you might have people selling Jonathan Taylor for, like, a third, fourth pick next year, and I would absolutely do that because he could end up being an RB1. If he yeah, like, gets his stuff together. Yeah, for sure. Like if you're like exclusion dynasty, like if you can sell like a later first and like somehow get JT, like or even honestly like any first besides maybe like the first overall or something like that if you're super flex. But like next week uh, next year's draft class is not as strong and it's a lot more of a crapshoot with uh not being able to see as much action due to COVID. So uh -huh. unless you know the Jets plan, I guess. But <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. I definitely buy low on him. Um but so yeah. other running backs this week, though, um, <laughs> I guess Hines, like it's been him. I think we'll keep beating him, but Hines been looking pretty good, man. Yeah, he, he's a good fit for this. So like right now, I think he's the better fit just because um, they're used to blocking for Marlon Mack and uh, Hines is more similar to Mack than JT is. Um, and also like when the run block, he's not as good. I think it helps to have someone who's kind of been there a bit. And who's uh, faster and quicker? Like Hines is quick, so. Uh -huh. Oh, that was. That, thank you. That brings up my other point. Um, both Naheem Hines and Jordan Wilkins, and I think Marlon Mack. It. I think all three of them. Their first year with the Colts, they had the exact same uh, broken tackle rate as Jonathan Taylor does. The the exact same. Jonathan Taylor's broken tackle rate is seven percent. It is dreadful because mm. he's running indecisively. Yeah. Um. And you, we've seen that with every Colts running back in their first year with the system. I think Frank Reich is a great coach and runs a really tough scheme. Yeah, yes, it might just be a tough system, yeah. And I think, in general, all of the rookie running backs, and Jonathan Taylor, no exception, just weren't ready for the start of the year. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, you know, I'm Jonathan Taylor's not been amazing, but I'm just saying if you have him, don't sell him for peanuts unless you're in one of those like you don't keep anyone leagues from year mm -hmm. to year which you know what are you doing yeah um, i think he will end up being fine uh, right i mm -hmm. think he has nice long-term value for sure i agree but um, i thought that was worth mentioning because he was no for sure i agree there's super hot yeah because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like he, he did not look he's not looked good the last two weeks like blocking aside so i think it's worth it's definitely worth mentioning that for sure um but next up, we've got Dallas at Minnesota. We both have Minnesota, and I think we both have had like creeping thoughts that, like, what if Dallas could wake up, like that kind of thing, like Dallas could come back and get this. But um, we're both sticking with Minnesota for now. Um, for now, man, I am yeah. I am fairly torn on this, like forty eight fifty two, like it's yeah. it's tough. I think yeah. Dallas is playing better than people are giving giving them credit for at least the past two weeks. Um, the thing they're I mentioned with the Steelers, nice. they're coming off a bye. They do get Andy Dalton back. They're 
their receiving core is still as deadly as it was at the start of the year. They just don't have Dak throwing to it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's definitely a significant drop-off from Dak to Dalton, but Mm -hmm. Dalton is a significant upgrade from whatever else they were using. (laughs) Yeah, and like Zach Martin will... Zach Martin should be in, which you know is at least one of their starting linemen. <laughs> him and him and Cam Irving will be there. Cam Irving's okay. He's left tackle. He's not great, but, but they are it's still something. out there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> it's something. Uh, and yeah. and the Vikings secondary is not good. Yeah, um, it's like, one of the things we've discussed. Yeah, like that yeah. that matches up well. Um, unfortunately, on the other side, the Cowboys' run has been pretty rough. Yeah, and Minnesota's run block has been great. Um, the one. And uh-huh. pick up, I guess, that you mentioned Ezra Cleveland on here. Uh-huh. Ezra Cleveland is, right now, I would consider him doubtful. Yeah, no practice this Thursday. Week. Yeah. He is questionable, but I I would lean it's not looking great. And I think in some places he's already been ruled out, um, or at least they're saying. Mm-hmm. So that's not great because Ezra Cleveland coming in to start over Pat Elfline was basically what got the run game back on track. His run blocking has been really good as a rookie. It's outstanding. Uh, that's pretty big, man. <laughs> yeah, if he's in, I think they're fine. But if he's out, I, I don't know because Elfline, the guy who he kind of replaces, is gone. So I don't know who they're going to put in his spot. But that's he's helped the run blocking so much. Um, Cleveland's run – I guess not Cleveland, but that's – I don't know if that's a 40 slip or not, but yeah, uh, Dallas's run D has been pretty rough in general. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Joe Mixon is now officially out, by the way, for the Bengals. So. There we go. Well, we knew um, it, but there's there's your yeah, Gio the official. Bernard. Yeah, uh, just D, you can feel confident for sure about it. Um, so, yeah, Dalvin Cook's in line for a good game. Um, I like C.D. Lamb here. Um, Me too. Yeah, I like I'm trying to like pinpoint why exactly. Like that's one of the things where like I do, but like I can't figure out why. Well, so I think my thought with it is that the Cowboys are probably going to give Dalton about two to three seconds to throw, which is a D. It's okay, but it's not great. And I think with a little more pressure on him and not that much time to throw, the shorter passes over the middle um, make a lot yeah. of sense. Because, like, because with the Vikings, like, the outside corners have been where, like, have been bad. And, like, you see, so you'd, like, you know, think, like, Cooper and Gallup. But for some reason, like, Lamb's just sticking out to me. Lamb is so also good. Is just amazing. He gets yeah. the ball in his hands, and he he's very hard to take down. Because mm-hmm. he did okay with whoever it was, Garrett Gilbert. Like, he's kind of, yeah. like, I don't know if he's his quarterback crew, but he's very quarterback friendly. So, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to feel excited about any of them. But I think I think it'll be a little bit of a bounce back from what we've seen in the last three weeks. Yeah, no, I'm down with that. I think I think Dallas plays this game really tough. I think they could win. The biggest thing against me picking Dallas is the absence of their best corner, which is Trayvon Diggs. They drafted him this year, and he's been really good for him. When he was playing, he was holding wide receivers to under 100 yards each game. Mm-hmm. He got hurt, and that was when the Steelers won with Juju, um, basically. Mm-hmm. So him not being there, that's kind of big. I think that's why I'm still picking Minnesota right now. But, uh, yeah, man, this is going to be kind of a gross, close game. Gross I, I, and close. Gross and close, baby. Just like just like Miami bars. All right. That <laughs> <laughs> um, was good. I guess, yeah, also worth noting, I think Zeke, Zeke fully practiced on Thursday. So, like, because his, his hammy had been bothered. So, that, you know, that's obviously nice that he's uh, fully healthy there. Um and obviously on Minnesota, it's the Jefferson or Thielen debate. Um, or is it just both, like last week? <laughs> Ooh, got to like J. Jeff. 
Dude, he's been balling out. He's so fucking good. I know yeah. we like ranted about him last time, but he's been great. Like they've both been awesome. Like I think they're both obviously fine, but mm-hmm. it's because it's those two in the passing game. So like the offense is literally three players: it's Cook, Thielen, and JBF. Like, and occasionally you know, it's a tight end, but it's mostly those three. So concentrated. So yeah, I mean, if you have Thielen, you're, you're obviously both. starting. Yeah, yeah, you're playing them both. Like, I think you should yeah. start both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking like if you like have to pick like who's gonna do better, it's just always tough. <laughs> Because, like, J.J. could get the yard if Thielen gets the touchdowns like last week, so. Yeah. But, and they uh, do also, they've been putting Thielen on the outside a lot with Justin Jefferson in the slot. Yeah, that's uh, kind of been one of the things they've done. Like, because he's moving around some, but, like, usually Thielen needs to play, like, all slot. They're kind of getting, like, Jeff Justin Jefferson in the slot some more and moving Thielen outside a little bit to the um, to the right more. So, mm-hmm. just to mix it up and keep Justin Jefferson comfortable, so. Right. But, yeah, he's been crazy good. Uh, next up, we've got Sunday night game of Kansas Ooh. City at Vegas. We've got Kansas City winning the rematch. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah. J-Lot sent me a funny uh, quote from the uh, the coordinator. I think it's yeah, Paul Gunther about like all their guys that kind of missing practice with COVID. Um, oh, so he said. Um, so when asked about <laughs> missing ten defensive players at practice. Uh, for COVID, he said, I don't know how we can beat these guys to the full lineup in practice, let alone three quarters of your lineup out here all week. Yeah, it's a good, uh, yeah. Although I don't, I don't think you want your coach saying that, but like, it's honest. So, <laughs> yeah, like, even if they play, they're missing a lot of practice. And I think the Chiefs were missing some people last time they played the Raiders. Um, I think the Chiefs, were- yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, calling a split here is a pretty safe bet for mm-hmm. Kansas City to get the dub here. You know, Raiders won in Kansas City and then did laps around the stadium in the bus. <laughs> Kansas City's not super thrilled about that. They're going to be uh, – uh, Kyle Brandt called that uh, Tyreek's going to score and they're going to do laps around the end zone. <laughs> that's, so that's, uh, that's his prediction for the week. I like that. Uh, yeah. I'm expecting a big reek week, like right off the bat. Uh, and, of course, Kelsey's just always gashes the Raiders as we yeah, talked about. Yeah, he owns the Raiders. Just he does, yeah. They've been rough this year against tight ends. So I, I think you're going to see some some Showtime Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, I I do, like as a Raiders fan, I just feel not good <laughs> about it all. You've got rough. a ton of COVID things. It's re, it's kind of revenge matchup for the Chiefs to get their win here. And you know the Raiders have been winning and they look really good, but this is kind of like the bump in the road. Yeah, like they're going to try to use Josh Jacobs a ton, which is why I have him as a banker because he got a ton of carries last time got his touchdowns even though the average like yards per carry wasn't great like he's gonna be how they try to beat the chiefs and like we've kind of seen teams try to do that for most of the year like use the running backs to be the chiefs kind of keep the game slowed mm-hmm. down a bit um that's one of my hot takes is that they've been saving jacobs for this game because he had 30 okay. carries against cleveland and he got yeah. a little banged up doing it and then i think the past two games yeah i think he got he got i think he got okay i'm out of work last week but he was also just efficient last week like denver just laid down. Right. Yeah. Game. And they put in Booker there for a few carries. I yeah. think you get a lot of Jacobs this week. And I think I, he does I, pretty I, well. Sure. Like I still think the Raiders put up points. Yeah. At like hundred percent. I like the, I like the Raiders a lot, man. I got them making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs? Yeah. playoffs. This should be a good game though. Like I'm, like I said, all the good games are the prime times. Um, but, and of course the Raiders passing options, like obviously there's Waller, but the rest of it, it's just so hard to bring. And like, yeah. they're not, they're not getting drugs involved enough. And um, I need to watch him more to see how much it's his fault too. But um, I mean, Carr's never been like a down. You like, know they're gonna try to get Rugs involved this yes. game because he did the, the last. Week that they're gonna actively try super hard to get it involved. 
yeah. Whether or not it connects, I don't know. That's the gamble if you've got rugs you'll have to make. Yeah, I've seen him dropped in a couple leagues, so like this might be the time to pick him up. Because mm-hmm. like he, he hasn't done much this year. He had one big game, that was it. So like, I mean, I think it's kind of it might be worth adding in just in case. So if he has been uh, thrown to the curb in your league, but um, I feel like we just kind of flew through that game, but it feels kind of straightforward. Um, yeah, it's kind of swept under the rug. The rugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we've got uh, the Rams at Tampa as a Monday night game. We both have the Rams. I, I figured we'd kind of be in lockstep on this game. Yeah, the matchup here is not good for the mm-hmm. Bucs. Yeah, so That's pretty much favorite, all of it. Yeah, Tampa's favored by four, but this is like almost the same as what the, like the Saints game. Yeah, uh, really good <laughs> interior pressure from Aaron Donald, Aaron Dolan. Um, I, let me check really quick if Ali Marpet is playing. That was one of my things. I wanted to see how he was tracking. So he's missed a few games. Yeah, their defense has been studly lately. Like, I kind of underestimated how good their defense has been. Because um, we're going to we're gonna see Ramsey on Mike Williams. Uh, we'll probably see, what's his name, Darius Williams on. Because, <coughs> like, Ramsey on Williams. Like, Ramsey on Evans makes just all sense. Um, okay, so Ali Marpet is playing. He had a full practice. Gotcha. Uh, which is big, because they didn't have him against the Saints. Which, you know, we know how that went. Um, he's a re- he's their best guard. He's one of their best linemen, if not their best lineman. Yeah. Who, like, who else do they even have? I guess uh, Tristan Wirfs, their rookie, has been solid. But yeah. right now they've got Ryan Jensen at center and guard, so we'll see how that goes. So, yeah, see, he's their center. <laughs> so, like, Joe Haig, I'm assuming, is the right guard, yeah. Yeah, my uh, brother-in-law, one of his friends, is good friends with uh, Ryan Jensen, hilariously enough. Really? Yeah, but... um. So yeah, I guess I mean maybe they'll put Shipley at. Actually, yeah, it's Shipley got guard makes sense, I guess. I don't know or Cafe whoever is, but yeah. They have some. Uh, they have some line struggles. That doesn't bode well for the Rams. Yeah, like because we saw because um, was uh, was the Seattle center out against the Rams or that is at the game you get one. He, he was out against the Rams. Yeah, yeah so he... and we saw how bad that went. Um, yeah. Like the so the Rams defense has been nuts. Um, they they are they align similarly with how the Saints play, but their secondary is a lot better. Um, I think of the Ram like of the Tampa guys like Godwin and Gronk makes sense for who to be like who they're gonna go to because Godwin gets a little bit of easier slot matchup. And then I mean the Rams are kind of that like middle of the field funnel team like where tight ends just happen to get the points because like no one else can. Um, on the Rams side, like they're one of those teams that like you hate because like. They, they don't like ever um, like. It's hard to predict who's going to have a good fantasy day for them. Yeah, in terms of picking fantasy players, God, they're so fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who's yeah, it going to be? Tough, it, but... We get some acres today. Is it Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown? Do we get any uh, Higby or is it Everett this week? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, Higby makes some sense, but like I, I think I pick Cup if I have to make a pick. Cup would be my most solid Rams pick. Mm-hmm. In my, I don't like Woods this week. I again, think... like I don't really know why, but like I, right. I guess the, so the slot matchup's easier because their outside corners are really good. Uh huh. Yeah, Carlton Davis and what's his face, Jamel uh, Dean. Yeah, yeah, he's been crazy good. So like, Cup gets the easier slot matchup. I don't know what the guy's name is. Um, I'm looking for Murphy. Right isn't that Murphy Bunting? Oh, uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Hyphenated so been, name, man. Yeah, it's been the easier part of it for them. So like. Yeah, I guess cut, but like the Rams are gross. Like, I don't, I would, I really wonder how this game's going to play out. 
Yeah, Marpet playing does make a big difference to me. Mm-hmm. It's a little less lopsided for me now because him out was like death knell for the Bucks. But him playing, mm-hmm. I think they have a chance. Um, my, ultimately, I think Sean McVay is a better coach than Bruce Arians. <laughs> I think Bruce Arians used to be one of the best offensive minds. But, you know, we're talking like the men in black, like old and busted versus hot new thing. And <laughs> quite frankly, I think Sean McVay is a really good coach. I think, you know, he had a down year, but he's really young. He's a really young head coach who already made it to a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I, I, I personally think McVay can out-scheme Arians. Yes, I agree. Like, so like the, the, they shut down the Seahawks. So the end of the Seahawks offense isn't like, you know, anything like crazy. Like it's Russell Wilson. Right. But like it's the scheme pretty is straight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty like, you know, this is what's happening. Can you stop it? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I think, I think the Rams like should be able to hold them down and get pressure because that's how you beat Brady and they're good at doing that. So yeah, <laughs> so yeah of... we're both taking the Rams Monday night. Upset. <laughs> it is an upset, right? Yeah, it's only an upset, which feels weird to say like, oh, it's an upset, but <laughs> is that uh, your? Should we do our our locks and upsets then? And sort oh, of a recap yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but you can have these as the upset. I mean, like, what other upsets well, are we picking? I guess Philly will be my upset. Okay, <clears throat> I think they're. I'll underdog. take this as mine then. Yeah, so I'll take Philly as the upset pick, um, which is definitely that's like quintessential like upset pick. Like, <laughs> I think Philly beats the Browns here with how they're playing this year. Yeah, who um, who are you taking for your lock? For my lock, I would be like speaking of lock. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Miami. Are they are they too big of a favorite? Uh, no, they're not. <clears throat> really? Yeah, the only teams that are more than a touchdown are actually like, Kansas City, Minnesota's at exactly a touchdown, Chargers are more than a touchdown. Yeah, Miami's only three and a half. They're definitely play. Baltimore's in play. Yeah, I think um, Baltimore might be my lock. Yeah, that them. Baltimore and uh, Miami are my two picks on that. So I guess, you know, I'll take whichever you don't. <laughs> okay. Um, well, you know what? I'm going to take Miami as my lock. Gotcha. I will go with Baltimore then. I'll there we go. Know, you know, I love Lamar Jackson, so I'm uh, always okay root for him. <laughs> Loving Lamar. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I so said this week, a lot of lot of close options this week. Um, I mean, like, I'm, like, I'm looking <laughs> at this Monday night game, trying to, like, think more about it just because, like, I don't know. I think I think it's like I think this is on both sides, just slot receiver tight end game. But anyway, um, yeah, this should be a f- tough, fun week. Like I was looking through it, like I think, well, like I know last week was kind of low scoring. I think this week will be kind of fantasy low scoring again. Um, yeah, not a lot of high over unders. Um, like some teams have some good totals, but like not a lot of like shootout games. Um, yeah, the matchups are not super conducive this week for fantasy. Yeah, there's there's a lot of like nebulous injury situations, kind of. So like I don't know. I, just, I can see this being another kind of meh week. Which, COVID, yeah, COVID on the rise and a lot of players yeah. on the list. So, yeah, like half the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm excited for the prime time, but. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping what, I get what, to watch those. Yeah, I honestly think like Atlanta, New Orleans, I feel like they'll probably be two of the better like early window games. Tennessee, Baltimore would be. Actually, the early window games are more like. For the most part, solid. I'm kind of worried about the later games being competitive. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I like the Cincy-Washington game. I'll be watching that because I like to watch Burrow. Um, Detroit-Carolina is probably the one that I can sleep on. Um, Tennessee-Baltimore, <laughs> yeah, and then New England-Houston all at one. 
I'm a fan of all those games. Yeah, the only late game I'm kind of interested, I guess, is in like Green Bay Indy, but even that might be kind of a snoozer. So maybe I'll take a nap. Who knows? Thankfully, <laughs> I'm a Jets fan, so I can just put on the Jets game and like be content with the misery in that. <laughs> Don't have to watch the other teams be bad. Oh man, that's great. But um, <laughs> only my team's bad. All my homies hate the other bad teams. <laughs> my team's the worst bad team. We're the be- best bad team. The best bad team, out. baby. <laughs> There is nobody who is better at being worse than us. Tremendous. What was the hardball thing where it's like, who's got it better than us? Nobody. It's like, who's got it worse than us? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's nerfing. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will uh, be back next week to uh, recap.